the Talent Experience Podcast featuring authentic conversations on the future of work. Empowering you to better understand and deliver a best-in-class, future-proofed career experience. For more insightful conversations, visit talentexperiencepodcast.com. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Talent Experience. I'm your host, Rhonda Taylor. Today, we're speaking about the progressive best practices for employee retention with our guest, Brent Skinner. Brent is the co-founder of 360 Insights, a research firm keen on helping enterprise software vendors and buyers understand the evolving decision-making challenges, which involve a wide breadth of stakeholders that they deal with. Brent also leads the HCM practice area at 360 Insights and looks under the hood of many HR technologies. He has his master's from Boston University. His career steps have included companies such as Ceridian, where I met him many years ago, Nucleus Research, and Cornerstone. Welcome, Brent. Did I miss anything? Uh, thank you for the introduction, Rhonda. And I, I, I'd say that you captured the gist of it. <clears throat> All I would add is that I've, um, what I like to tell folks is that I've, I've, I've been in almost every swim lane of, um, well, not uh, many swim lanes of this space, except the practitioner side, <laughs> which is interesting. Uh, but I've, I've observed this uh, HCM space from, from many angles. It was also a journalist, uh, technology editor at uh, HRO Today many moons, to, many moons ago. Um, and I got my start in this space. I'd say it was actually 15 years ago last month, which is, um, um, I don't know how I feel about that, but, but that, that's what it is. So I've been in this space for a while, and I'm very, very happy to, uh, to be on the podcast today. Well, great. And Brent, uh, you're a family man now, right? Yes, I am. Uh, we have two daughters. Um, our older daughter is... She's going to be three years old in a little bit under a month. <clears throat> and uh, she has a little sister who's going to be, she's going to be 18 months in a couple of weeks. Um, and they're just the cutest things. Um, and they also keep us very, very busy. <laughs> That's spoken like a proud dad. <laughs> and, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, Brent, recent surveys have noted that uh, there's going to be a 40 to 46 percent of the workforce is planning on making a career move. That blows me away. How do you interpret this stat, Brent? Well, <clears throat> it's it's pretty mind blowing, uh, like you said. But but at the same time, it's it's in a way it's unsurprising. Uh, we blogged about this earlier uh, this year. Um, it's it's as, if, it's as if everybody has um, has two years worth of cabin fever built up here, right? Um, uh, and all sorts of things since the pandemic started um, back, oh, what was it? Uh, I would say in earnest, probably March of 2020 when things really started uh, locking down and all that. Um, you know, a lot of folks have been in jobs that maybe Maybe they were thinking of leaving before the pandemic. And then, and then you know, the job market 
kind of took a turn for the worse because of the lockdowns and everything. And they found themselves maybe stuck in those jobs that they didn't want to be in or or it was just too stressful maybe um, with all the pandemic related things going on. They just, one less thing to think about to uh, switch jobs. But, but you know, now that, now that we've sort of uh, exited the first phase, I like to say we exited the first phase, the initial phase of the pandemic. We definitely have, have pandemic ahead of us, but uh, we've exited the first phase of really trying to figure out just what's going on. I think folks are uh, starting to, uh, to really uh, stretch their legs and think, okay, maybe maybe I should be making a change here. Uh, maybe I want to make a career move or or change careers completely. Um, and and by the way, I, I wish I had come up with this term, re- the Great Resignation. It's such a great term. Um, uh, I, I'm not surprised at all that this is happening. Uh, and you know, obviously, there are things that organizations can do. <clears throat> To mitigate this risk, right? I mean, because it's now it's a, it's it's the the um, the the equivalent of a of a buyer's market now for the job market. I think you know it's it's a uh, job seekers market in many ways, right? So I think organizations need to be on their toes um, to you know keep those employees who might be flight risks from. From from indeed leaving, there's a number of things that they can do. Obviously, and I think yeah, and we're going to talk about that. But you know, um, one of the things I I always love when I'm speaking to people, I always say, you know, what soul searching did you do during the pandemic? You know, some people said, oh, I got my family from the busy downtown metropolis out into the country. Um, So many people did various action plans. Um, And I think now that people did some soul searching on where they want to see themselves. Yeah. I I, I don't know about you, but I did some soul searching myself, you know? Um, uh, And, you know, and it's the main reason that I, that I joined 360 Insights, actually. I realized that, um, you know, I wanted to become an analyst again. So, you know, I can have personal experience with that. Um, Yeah, I think that there, there was time for, in in a weird way, there was time for, for people to, to, to just, uh, how would you put it, decompress a little bit or just clear their heads a little bit just from the, just from the, um, the, the disruption, the, the change in the sudden change in pace was an opportunity for folks um, to, to think about what they wanted to do next and uh, whether they wanted to keep doing what they were doing and what mattered most to them in their lives. So, so um, if, if, if you, if you're looking for uh, my opinion on that, that is my opinion on that. I think, I, you know, I agree. There was some time for people to reflect and, um, and uh, maybe come up with different plans for themselves. Absolutely. I, I, my, my thing is in the soul searching, people establish their priorities, what really was important. And I think mm-hmm. what number one was family and then career. I think that came up through loud and clear. Brent, recently you've been speaking about the four progressive best practices for employee retention. The mm-hmm. steps being providing talent mobility, inspiring the career journey, democratizing reskilling, and lastly, accounting for well-being. Let's chip away at this list. Tell us more how providing talent mobility 
contributes to retention. Yeah. So <clears throat> one thing you have, have to absolutely be sure of today is that is that you're giving uh, your employees a, a um, right now, the here and now, in the immediate now. You need they need to be your employees need to see what where they can go in your organization. Are they in a sort of a dead end job or a static position role? Or is there room for them to grow in their careers to, to make something of themselves at your organization? That is so key and crucial. And, uh, and that, that's really the, uh, the essence of, uh, of talent mobility. You need to provide them a, uh, a, a, a path, a, a, an understanding of uh, how they can move upward or laterally in the organization. Um, and uh, this, is, this, is, this is something that, um, that is determined also by their, their skills and capabilities. So, you know, when it comes to learning and reskilling and upskilling, these are, these are just crucial um, uh, outlets that you need to provide for your employees so that they can uh, better themselves in the ways that they want to, to move up in the career, uh, in their careers, careers in the ways that they want to within your organization. And, you know, that, <clears throat> um, and th this is more of a sort of a meta um, observation, but, but they're really going to appreciate the organization. Uh, it's going to improve your employer culture um, and employee sentiment overall. Um, if you give them this, these, these, um, if you show them how they can do this at your organization. Yeah. And you know, <clears throat> the other thing, Brent, is that coming out of the pandemic, a, a lot of companies are, 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 are not prepared to start hiring. So, it's wonderful that they can look within their organization. It saves them money and identify a person that can move into a position that they have. Just think of the money they save. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right about that. And absolutely, anytime an organization can, can, um, can serve dollars or, or save money, um, on uh, external hiring by by knowing who uh, where their best talent is internally and who could be upskilled or reskilled <clears throat> to fill a new need. That's 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 an efficiency. You know, you you want your your external recruiters focused solely or to the to the um, best of your ability as an organization to know as much as possible on only the external talent that you definitely need because it's not available inside the organization. That's just, that's the epitome of efficiency. And, it, and what's interesting here is that even though this is an efficiency play, there's, there's very much this idea of, um, of, um, of a, a sort of a, uh, of a, of a soft uh, approach. One of the things we talk about at 360 insights is concrete and abstract HCM. Concrete HCM being the financially quantifiable stuff, the newfound efficiencies, productivity gains, right? And the abstract HCM being more employee sentiment related stuff um, and uh, about your employees' feelings and these sorts of things. And so if you're, if you're focused, if, if you're being as efficient as possible with your re external recruiting effort, uh, efforts, because you're only uh, you're focusing those, those efforts solely on the folks that you do not need, that you 
definitely know you don't have inside the organization yet, then, then that's an efficiency play. But at the same time, you're actually uh, improving your abstract HCM. You're, empl- you're improving your employee sentiment internally at the same time because you're 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 being gratifying. Excuse me. Your your internal existing employees are are gratified by by your interest in them in uh, in grooming them and helping them move up in the organization. Right, right, Brent. <clears throat> I love that you. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I love that you have. Um, one one's employees owning their own career journey. How does this help with retention? Well, <clears throat> it's 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 some more of that abstract HCM. Actually, it's you're giving them they if if you can create an environment where where your employees ha- are able to conceive their own vision of what their future could be like. Right. So you so from the nuts and bolts standpoint of it, you know, the talent mobility part, providing the talent mobility, you've you've shown them in the here and now how they can move, you know, what tools they have, what at their disposal uh, right now to to avail themselves of so that they can move in the organization that that gives them the um, that 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 creates the um, the environment where they where they can they actually believe, oh, yes. I can move up in this organization. So now you've you've gotten that that um, that that doubt out of the way. You've, you've knocked down that doubt, and now they're they've been freed to to actually start imagining how they can be uh, of the most how they can be the most that they can be in your organization and um, in in invariably or, or generally most of the time that's going to be of the most benefit to the organization at the same time it's it's like you're giving them their personal you know gps for their career exactly you're this is where you are today tomorrow you will be here and and this is how you this is what you need to do to get there i, I like that you're, Can I just add one? Yes. Yep. Sorry to interrupt, but I could just add a little bit more there. It's almost like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if you think about it, right? At um, at the lower end of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you have sort of your survival needs, you know, your food and shelter and water, right? And then as you move up the um, the hierarchy, then you start getting into um, you know um, uh, belonging and and um, and uh, aspirational things and thinking about sort of uh, self-actualization, uh, these sorts of things, right? This at the top of the uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Think of yourself, not to be too too um, too cute about it, but it, imagine you're a cave person and you're and you're just trying to survive, find a find a cave and um, and food. There's you can't think about. It's kind of impossible to think about any of those those higher level needs or to imagine or have a vision of what your ideal self would be like, right? It's, it's, it's loosely analogous, but it's similar. You know, if you're in the organization, it's tough to, have, to start imagining in positive ways, uh, having a vision of what you could be at that organization if you're constantly, you know, searching for hard to find or non-existent tools to just better yourself. Okay, great. Well, that's great. Um, Brent, reskilling is a buzzword in today's marketplace. As learning strategies have evolved, making the importance for retention. 
Could you please share with the audience the retention aspect of democratizing uh, reskilling? <clears throat> well, uh, I think it's Sherm uh, came out with a with a stat. I don't know if it's been updated because I, I haven't seen it uh, in the past year, but they came out with a stat very in the past recent years uh, where the, the cost of uh, replacing an employee is anywhere from 90% to 200% of that employee's uh, annual pay, you know, so that can get to be quite expensive, you know, and it, it might be lower, say, for um, a, uh, you know, sort of a box store um, uh, floor associate, but it's still significant. It could be a lot more uh, for highly specialized or uh, particularly uh, professional positions. I mean, you know, you think about an organization, uh, for instance, that has, um, might be uh, scientifically oriented, might be an engineering firm, and maybe it's, maybe most of its employees are PhDs, uh, scientists, um, making several hundred thousand per year, um, you want those folks to feel uh, included. You want to create an inclusive culture. And part of that is, uh, can be done through democratizing reskilling. And reskilling here being defined, I would say probably loosely, this idea that you can uh, create mentor mentorship programs and this sort of thing where we can really create some very strong uh, uh, relationships between employees so that it um, generates, uh, cultivates a, uh, excuse me, fosters a um, ever greater, uh, ever greater positivity in the employer culture. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's one way to promote retention, you know, is a, a sense of belonging. You know, if, if you feel belong, if you feel that you belong to the organization, uh, which can be influenced by mentorship programs, uh, then you're, you're, you'll be far less apt to leave. And, and because you'll be sharing, you'll be um, communicating with your fellow employees and all of that. Um, there's things like learning in the flow. Uh, gig assignments, uh, self-directed learning, curation of content, all these sorts of things that were, when you think about democratization of, of reskilling, you know, we're not talking about sort of traditional conventional one-to-many training. Um, I hesitate to even call them seminars where you go to a virtual or in-person even, uh, you just learn something that you're required to uh, learn for compliance reasons or because it's part of the, um, you know, part of, part of the job, right? We're talking about, uh, we're talking about learning opportunities that have to do with uh, employees exercising self age, uh, exercising agency, you know, in their own future. And uh, having the having all the uh, the tools available to them so that they can direct their own learning. Right, right. Hey, and we're going to move on. The, the last practice is accounting for well being. There is so much more to well being. Could you expand on the elements of well being and how it contributes to retention? <clears throat> well, it's interesting. It's, it's we talk about accounting for well being for well-being, excuse me. Um, what's interesting here is just thought of this now, we're, we're kind of coming full circle to the to the sort of the beginning of our discussion today around the four progressive best practices. Um, 
with the pandemic, a lot of people, you know, they, as you, Rhonda, said, you know, a lot of folks kind of figured out that, you know, it's family first and then career, right? Um, well, if you as an organization, as an employer, can show that, show empathy, um, that, you know what, we, we understand that we get it. We're um, we're on board with this idea of your well-being. That you're you're you know, mind, body, spirit. You're not just uh, some person exchanging your your physical or mental uh, labor and ex, uh, you know, and providing that in exchange for for pay. You know, you're doing a lot more, and you have a there's a whole self to you, and only part of it is is you know intersects with the work that you do. Um, if you can do that. Uh, through, uh, through you know, through simply by, by in 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 a in a overall general sense by showing the empathy, but also by by providing uh, information tools or that can help folks um, account for their own well being. Then, then, then you've really, I think you've really um, struck a, a positive chord with. Uh, with, with your employees. I mean, you know, we've, we've spoken with, this is moves a little bit outside of, um, of reskilling, um, but, uh, uh, outside of learning and talent mobility and all that, but we've, we've spoken with global payroll companies that, um, you know, they, they provide their, their, their clients with, uh, tools that they can provide their employees, uh, to understand, you know, financial well-being and get better at that sort of thing. So, you know, this is something that transcends uh, all of HCM and, and beyond. I think the organizations that can show empathy to their to their employees and uh, show that they that it actually matters to them that their employees' well-being is 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 good, then um, then you know. I think those organizations are going to succeed, especially in the, the amidst this great resignation where, where um, um, you know, jobs, existing employees who may become job seekers, they, they, they have sort of the pick of the litter here in terms of where they want to go work next. Right, right. This conversation could go on and on, and, uh, but all good things come to an end. I thank you, Brent, for contributing to the success of the talent experience by sharing your incredible knowledge. However, before we go, I want to ask you a question about you. At the talent experience, we believe everyone should enjoy their work. Brent, you obviously excel at what you do. How do you stay on top of your game while making it look so enjoyable? Well, um, I, I am fortunate enough that that my work is is indeed enjoyable. <laughs> um, obviously, everybody's on deadline, um, um, and so that can be a little bit stressful. But it's it makes it a lot easier when um, I, I happen to love to think. I'm one of these people. I'll just sit by myself and and think and and. Um, and, and, and not feel like I've missed out on anything. Is that this is one of my favorite things to do actually. So, so to be, to be in a, um, in a profession or in a career where I'm, where I'm called on to think and write uh, about what I'm thinking, um, that to me is, that's, that's more than enough inspiration. That's, that's how I keep going. Great. Brent Skinner from 360 Insights. Thank you for being our guest today. Thank you for having me, Rhonda. This is Rhonda Taylor, your host, saying bye for now. And thank you for listening. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Talent Experience Podcast. For more talent experience and future of work conversations, visit talentexperiencepodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at TalentXPodcast. Or join the conversation with hashtag Talent Experience Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or Twitter. The Talent Experience Podcast was brought to you by the fabulous Fuelies at Fuel 50.